Hey, uh. Hello. Okay. Hey, Christian, what's up? Not much. So, everyone, welcome back to part two of four of my spooky season special. Today, we are covering one of the most iconic horror movies, Scream, and I have another special guest today. It's my friend, filmmaker, YouTuber, Mr. Parkin Brother, Nathaniel Armstrong. So Hello, hi. how are we doing? <laughs> doing I'm, I'm your so best for this. <laughs> okay, so for those of you who don't know, Scream was a Wes Craven movie made in 1996. And it stars um, Ava Campbell as Cindy Prescott, Drew Barrymore as Casey Beckner, Courtney Cox as Gail Weathers, and David Arquette as Deputy Dewey. So the plot basically follows Cindy and her friends a year after her mom died and was murdered. And Sydney begins receiving notes and phone calls that are very sketchy and personal and quite honestly stockish. Um, it's a little bit more killer, than that. <laughs> yeah. The killer becomes known as Ghostface. And at the end of the film, there is a very big plot twist. And I think if we haven't seen the movie, can I tell what you meant? And this film kind of reinvented the slasher genre because it was funny and clever and aware of its own genre while being scary and a thriller type of film. Mm-hmm. I honestly think Scream is... I It was actually my first horror movie, like, official horror movie I ever saw, so... I like to say, <laughs> so I I like to consider it as like the best entry level horror movie because if you ask yeah. me, the first fifteen minutes are the worst, and then once you get through that, you're already through the worst of it. So yeah, if nobody <laughs> if nobody's ever seen a horror movie, highly recommend you do Scream first. Yeah, for the mainstream movies, highly recommend that first. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the first 15, those first 15 minutes are so iconic. Oh my god, I love it so much. Okay, so again, if you haven't seen the movie, too bad, but the first 15 involves Drew Barrymore, and it has the iconic phone call where... You hear the line, what's your favorite scary movie? And I feel like that's become a line that's very, like, when you think of scary movies, when you think of horror and Halloween, you know, you think of that scene, that line, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's been parodied. Can I can I swear on this show? <laughs> it's been, yeah. It's been parodied all to hell, so. Yeah, it has. And, um... I think it was one of the first horror films, I could be wrong, but it's one of the first films to take a big mainstream star and, like, use them to promote the film and to be like, hey, they're in our cast, and then cut them off right away. Yeah, I was actually watching, I was watching the trailer, um... Because I've never seen the trailer for the movie, and this year I was like, oh, like, they literally put Drew Barrymore all over the promotion, and, like, everybody's like, oh, my God, she's going to be, like, the final girl and everything, and then she goes in, like, what, 15 minutes? So, from a marketing yeah. strategy, I think that's so smart, and now the whole cast entirely are now, like, huge stars, so I love it. Yeah, I think that was a very great PR move. Yeah. And also... It was a great way to get people to talk about the movie because you're gonna walk in expecting a whole like hour of two very more at least, and then you only get like fifteen minutes. Yeah, but- and the kill is very well planned out and very 
the way it spelled was very organized and it kept you on your toes. Mm-hmm. And you really felt like you were there with her. Yeah. So um, I'm just wondering, are we in like full on spoiler territory here? At this point, we are. Okay, sweet. <laughs> so I actually, um, so with the two killers, um, I actually like saw, I forget the name of the channel. But there was this one guy um, that he, like, straight up, like, mapped out how each of the two killers, like, choreographed, like, with her boyfriend and everything outside and, like, who was at what door, who was when, who actually killed her, how they got her in the tree and everything. So I'm very interested because, like, ever since I found that out, I've always wondered, like, who's been who and what scene when Ghostface is around. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, you know now, yes, two killers. And one of them's and, played by Shaggy. Yeah, <laughs> so one of them, Shaggy, and the other one is Sweet Alex, who most people today probably know him more from Riverdale. He's on Riverdale? Yeah, he is Jughead's dad in Riverdale. No way. I, I've never seen Riverdale, only the memes and also the, the musicals. Um, I have full respect to all the filmmakers for that show, and Greg Berlanti, I think, is an amazing producer, but I have some thoughts about the Riverdale musicals, and I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> Highly recommend the first season after that yeah i've heard like the first season is like insanely good but i'm a type of person that like even when somebody tells me like oh yeah i catch up on this show there's like three seasons like three seasons is too much for me i for shows i really like to be there at the start and see just like the story progress mm-hmm. over time i think the first show that ever happened to me for that was gotham i watched that show beginning ah. to end and it uh, a lot of mixed reviews but i personally think it's great uh, yeah, it's a great show. Mm-hmm. But, um, so yeah, there's two killers, and that's your whole plot of the film is, um, so the guy who is on Riverdale, he ends up being Sydney's boyfriend, and he ends up being one of the main killers. So the whole plot twist is, oh my gosh, the boyfriend. But um, it's very well turned out because throughout the movie, there are kind of foreshadowing where you get an idea it might be the boyfriend, but then they feed you bones that get you pointing fingers at other cast mm-hmm. members and other characters. And... Honest to God, if you haven't seen the movie, if you don't know what the movie's about, you won't know who the killer is till the end. And that plot twist really is a shock. Yeah. And I think think that that became a formula that a lot of horror movies tend to follow prior to the release of the sequels and everything like it's become a formula where oh it's your boyfriend yeah and what i think he said it earlier but i love just how self-aware this movie is and it just takes like every single horror cliche and just flips it on its head and i think that's what i loved about it because once again it, it yeah. was my first horror movie but like obviously i think everybody by like the age of seven knows like they're like, oh, the dumb blonde girl dies first and everything, which um, mm-hmm. in this case, she wasn't dumb, but she definitely could have done <laughs> some smarter choices. Yeah. Um, yeah, I found it really funny how conscious it was, mm-hmm. because I, ha- I haven't seen a horror movie before that was very conscious of this genre. And conscious of, oh, this is how most movies that they play out and they poke on that the genre. And I, in particular, like how they had the one scene where they went over the quote unquote rules of horror and they're like, okay, never say I'll be right back. And I think it was such a great scene for, okay, 
never do this, you'll harm every but it's so harm every so we're gonna do it anyway. Exactly. And I love like I, I, I think I said this earlier, but I love how parodied this movie has been. Like if anybody listening has not seen Scary Movie, highly recommend because the Scary Movie franchise, like, um, if you don't know, it's basically they take different horror movies and they basically turn them into horror comedies and just joke them all to hell. But um, as the franchise goes on, they start combining different horror movies. But the first one is completely just Scream. And it's so (laughs) funny. Oh, my God. And fun fact, um, Scary Movie was actually the original title for Scream since it, like, plays on the horror genre so much and is... Like, is so self-aware. It was like, oh, scary movie. That's what we're going to call it. But little did they know years later, that's what the parody version is going to be called. <laughs> yeah, I actually have that as a fun fact. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, scary movie was the working title for a film. And I think it's really funny how that didn't end up being the title for that film. But later on, a film pairing that film and actually using the exact title they used throughout filming and writing. It kind of like ties the knot, you know? Yeah, and I think it's um, full transparency. I'm about to sound like such a hypocrite right now. Like, Scream is my favorite horror movie, my favorite horror franchise, but I actually have not seen Scream 2, 3, or 4 in its entirety. I know, I know mm. what happens, but I haven't like seen them all like full on just sitting down and watching them. Although, I think, yeah. I think since we're in the age of the Rona, I'm gonna on Halloween night. I'm just gonna sit down and watch all three of them. Since, I mean, I stay inside and watch horror movies anyway. So on, on Halloween, so this year it's not that much different. But anyways, I think yeah. the third one, like they kind of parried it, do a parody of it too, because I think. I think it's the third one. It takes place on a film set of, and they're filming a movie Stab. So, yeah, they do put fun at this film within the film. So, by alert, but in the sequel, they have um this franchise based by Gail Weathers and Cindy Prescott, where they make movies called Stab which are basically screen movies in the screen franchise. Very and meta. I think you're right. Yeah, and I think you're right. It's the film movie. And so basically the film movie takes place on set of stab. So basically it's an entire set of the screen movie, but it's a set within a set. And it's really funny how they poke fun at that film as if it's a fake film, mm-hmm. but being an audience member, you know they're poking at their own film. And it's just a really good way to add comic relief to the scripts in the movie. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the Scream franchise itself, um, then again, I haven't seen 2, 3, or 4 fully, but I feel like the franchise has had a lot of highs and lows because I think the Mm-hmm. I think the best part about the whole entire franchise is the first one, hands down. But um, okay. I've heard, I've heard two, three, and four. I've heard mixed things about all those. But I've actually seen um, all of the MTV show. Yeah, there is. For those of you who don't know, Scream ended up becoming an MTV show, which was not based on the movies, but you can tell that the inspiration from them, and I believe there's two seasons, right? Um, well, uh, it depends on who you ask. Um, so basically the only thing that's, like, the same and the constant is that Ghostface, but they even redesigned the costume, but seasons one and two, I liked them. I thought they, they were good. But they definitely mm-hmm. very much lacked in the diversity department, which in, in my films, mm-hmm. in my scripts, um, I and any project I work on, I'm very much about the diversity. And um, yeah. as a homosexual myself, I'm very much about very yeah. much about inclusion. But um, the cast mm-hmm. for seasons one and two was very white, um, and 
Then yeah. in season three, they did a reboot where uh, the original Ghostface costume came back. Seasons one and two, like, they completely, like, n- no re- no relation. But And they, they yeah. really... They really amped it up in the diversity department. A lot of the cast was black. They had a gay character in there, although, spoiler alert, they, they still killed him first, even though they literally had a line that was like, oh, you're the gay guy, so you're supposed to die first. And it was like, oh, but this season, we're going to flip it on it, but yet the, the gay guy still dies first. But I think... Yeah. Do you mind if I spoil the ending for season three? Okay. No. <laughs> so... Um, the main character, I forget his name because I it was a the whole season's only six episodes and it was like the three night event. They did two episodes a night and I I watched them all live and um, so like mm-hmm. the main character, his brother, one night on Halloween they were trick or treating and they went into like this like garbage dump place to like cut through to like the rich neighborhood to get the cool candy I think or something like that. And then his brother actually died. Um, I think he got killed by somebody. I I don't remember, but his brother dead. And so it's revealed Uh, in the last 20 minutes of season three that the main character has actually been pretending to be his brother all those years. And that actually who he really is, like that person, quote unquote, was dead. And I just thought like, it, it didn't add really anything except for like a last minute twist and that mm-hmm. just ruined the season for me because it didn't really have any mm-hmm. payoff and then of course yeah. the the goth girl who I actually thought her character was pretty cool and badass but um the girl who like knows everything about horror movies is like the horror fan and she was like telling everybody the whole time oh don't go here because you're you're this person so you're going next um turns out she was the killer so I just thought like for mm-hmm. as much of being a part of a franchise that's already known for f- flipping the script, then being a show trying to flip the script again, it, like, didn't really do it. And that yeah. is my thoughts on the Scream MTV show. <laughs> Go watch it. Yeah. It's on Netflix. It is, yeah, it is entertaining nonetheless. Um, but, yeah. So, there is a show, and it's separate from the movies, but still in the franchise. And speaking of sequels, they are currently on filming for the fifth installment of the movie. And they have brought back nearly all the original characters. So Sydney, Gail, Debbie Dewey, they're all back. And I'm not quite sure what the fifth film will be, but I'm very excited to see what happens. Um, so yeah, that will be very fun, and um, we'll be right back after this short break. Alright, welcome back from the break. So, to recap, we just finished talking about the TV series, and I just talked about how there's a fifth installment. And for a fun fact, um, of the 111 minute runtime of the first film, the name Ghostface is only mentioned one time. So it'd be very interesting to see if they, in a new film, bring that name up more, since more people now know Ghostface and now associate that name with the mask and all that, right? It's really only mentioned once? Yeah. What? I'm like, shocking. I'm like trying to retrace them ahead, and I'm like, that makes sense, but I've just like never realized that before. That's crazy. Yeah, so it's only mentioned once, but we all know Ghostface, which is really oh, yeah. cool to me, because it's like, it just shows how big of a character they made the um, Ghostface character in the mask, and so how big that became, to the point where they didn't even really have to mention the name. 
but I could get who he was and to know, okay, that's him, and it's really cool. <laughs> well, um, for the first scream, um, like I, I've, I forget where I heard this. I've been watching like so many Halloween YouTube videos cra- lately. It's like insane. But um, <laughs> the original Ghostface costume, like there's actually like a lot. Like for the first one, there were a lot of issues for copyright on who came up with the Ghostface design. Oh yeah, there's a whole timeline of that. Yeah, there's like there's like a whole thing, but. Um, actually, with the opening scene in Scream um, with Barrymore, there's actually two different Ghostface costumes used. Because when um, it didn't look like they were going to get the rights, they started filming with like a similar Ghostface costume design. But then they finally got the rights, so they did it with a costume that looks a lot better and did some pickup shots. Like... Yeah. When when Ghostface dives out the window and then he starts chasing, um, I forget Drew Barrymore's character's name, but when he's like chasing her through the lawn, I think that's the original costume. And to be mm-hmm. honest, that sh- something about that shot's always kind of looked off to me, and I think it's the wow. costume. But then in the shot where he's standing in the window, flips around and then like smashes his hand through the window, like "Gotcha, bitch." Um, yeah, that is, I think, is was the newer yeah. costume, and I now yeah. I think that it looks way better. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Mikey from Glamangore, because <gasps> I heard that on her video. That's where I heard it from. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> Mikey, Miss Glamangore, Miss Glamangoddess, is like, probably one of my most favorite YouTubers of all time. She's probably in the top three, because I, I have a top three. We've got The Bowling Otter Show, we've got Adventures of Zack and B, and then Glamangore, Mikey. She is, oh my god, she is so inspiring, so funny, mm. so fucking good at what she does. But, and yeah, she's uh, like one of the she's not problematic at all, and she's like one of the few YouTubers that aren't. Yeah, but from her ruining my favorite movies video, if you look at Gore, there'll be a video where she tells secret behind the scenes facts about her favorite movies, one of them, Green. That's where we found that information from. Um, so yeah, if you slow down your speed during the church sequence of the first 10 minutes, you will recognize there are two different masks. Mm-hmm. So you'll never see that scene ever again the same way. And if you go over to Glam and Gore's channel and you are not subscribed, please go subscribe to your like. Mikey deserves it so much. She just hit 4 million, but she deserves all of these subscribers. I love her so much. She's like, with, because not only am I a filmmaker, I'm very much into the art of drag and everything. And I feel like mm-hmm. SFX makeup is the perfect combination yeah. of the two. So I, I think she is such, such an amazing person. Speaking of film, so I know you do film on YouTube. Mm hmm. What are some filming techniques or filming aspects you picked up from the movie that you thought were cool, that you implemented, or that you want to point out? Um, I can't, I'm like picturing it in my head, um, a shot of Ghostface with something that's called a Dutch tilt angle. I don't know if it's from the first one, but... Basically, a Dutch tilt angle is where you take the camera, imagine like a normal camera, you have it like straight on, and then you just kind of like tilt it to the left or the right or however you want, just kind of just take it and go, eat, and just turn it to the side a little bit. And yeah. um, it like kind of has makes like this weird horizontal effect, but a Dutch tilt is very much um, known to make a shot seem more interesting or if like there's like this super like creepy guy in a mask about to kill you um a lot like before the stab goes down i've noticed in just a lot of horror movies that people use a dutch tilt because there's something about just it being tilted that's very offsetting and that's obviously something that you want to get across in a horror movie but um my advice as well um i've seen it done before (laughs) where there are movies that literally use a dutch tilt in every single shot and if any filmmakers out there, please do not do that because the purpose of a Dutch tilt is to use it sparingly because it's supposed to have weight to it. 
But if that's every yeah. shot in your movie, you lose all the weight because everything weighs the same. Yeah. And I, also, going back to that, you have a special project coming up soon, right? Yes, I do. So, would you mind telling my listeners a little bit about that project? Ooh, I would love to. So, um, I... I'm working on like 80 things right now, so I think I know you're getting at. Um, I, uh, if y'all have ever heard of a little game called Trivia Murder Party, it's basically, it's a free game as long as one person in your friend group buys it, they like sell party packs, like 15 bucks, but it's this online game that you can play with your friends where you all answer trivia questions, you play as like the... Alright. <laughs> But uh, can you still hear me? Yeah, we're good. Sorry about that, folks. We are having some technical difficulties, and hopefully in the next segment, we'll have them figured out. Back. <laughs> All right. So hopefully we'll figure out our technical difficulties problem but yeah so can, can you talk about your trivia horror party Alrighty, so um trivia murder party like i said it's this game that you can play with a bunch of your friends and um you can play it on your phone laptop i i use discord for it. i highly recommend it um and basically you all answer these trivia questions and it's kind of like the show escape the night um if you haven't seen it highly recommend it but you answer your trivia questions each round. If you get it right, you're safe. But if you get it wrong, you go into like this elimination round that's called the killing floor, where you, as well as anybody who else gets it wrong, um, goes into like this little elimination game where if you lose that, then you die and uh, you turn into a ghost. And then keeps going as all the players get knocked off one by one over time. Or, and sometimes characters can die in, like, packs of, like, three or four if you all <laughs> screw up on the minigame. Yeah. But when there's one character left, you all go into, like, this final lightning round where all the dead players get to come back and everything, and there's, like, ghosts, and you, there, it's like a lightning round of questions because the essence of the game is trivia. So the more if a ghost gets a bunch of questions right, they can actually take over and get ahead of the person that's alive. And if they do, then the ghost comes back to life and the other person dies, and then it's like, Huge mad rush to get to the exit door, and only one player makes it out. And um, basically, um, this Halloween season, I'm getting seven of my friends together for a little event I'm doing on my channel all all month long. It's a Halloween event. I'm calling it Film Crew Halloween because I, I don't like to call my subscribers subscribers. I like to have a community of like-minded yeah. filmmakers, geeks. Um, we're a mm -hmm. cult, but the fun kind. And um, so I call them the film crew and um, the event this year is called film crew Halloween. It's the first annual. And I got seven of my friends together to do a trivia murder party game. Although the twist is, is that one by one, whoever does the worst each game is permanently eliminated. And we're going to go down one by one till we have a victor this year. And um, the whole cast isn't revealed yet, but, um, I have a feeling, um, you might see Christian on my channel really soon for that. Yeah. Or, or something similar to it. I don't know. Who knows? By the time this comes out, the cast this won't be out yet, but there's something going on behind the scenes with me and the single, and mm -hmm. hopefully you'll see that soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Wink. So, <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, the single channel is on YouTube, and you can find his single at Nathaniel on Strong. You can also find him on Instagram at Nathaniel on Strong, and I know on Instagram he does constant updates now. You can always have the most current information there. And whenever you want to find out about a project he's doing or reach out about a project, you can always contact him there. <laughs> so if you want a billboard for everything I'm doing, head over to my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah, and for all his previous work, it's also on YouTube, and I highly recommend watching it. He's a very talented producer and film creator. That means and... a lot, Christian. Thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. But yeah, so I highly recommend checking him out. And so going back to Scream, I think that it has such a big impact on our culture and on horror as a whole. Yeah. Because of not only how long it lasted, but just of how much of the general public either know about the film or can quote the film or can even just talk about the first 10 minutes even though they haven't seen the movie. Yeah, and that even if you haven't seen the movies, like, everybody knows the ghost face costume. Yeah. It's just very prevalent in our culture and in society. Mm -hmm. That, like, we, we know of it even if we have no idea about the movie or anything, you know, okay, that's that Scream. Yeah, and, like, I owe a lot to Scream because it's how, it's how I got into horror, and now here I am running a cult that basically all we do is talk about horror movies, or at least in some ways. So I, I owe a lot to this franchise and easily my favorite horror movie of all time. Yeah, and um, it also pays respect to previous films, too. Mm -hmm. You can see a lot of influence from Halloween. Yeah. In fact, when they're watching a movie in the house where the last few minutes take place, if you look close at the TV, you can see that they're watching Halloween. Mm-hmm. So that's a really cool callback and a very great tribute. Um, so again, being conscious of the genre, I think that was just a really nice detail. Yeah, and the first one also has a Freddy reference in it. It does with much craving as a genius. Yep, and he's wearing the Freddy jacket, which I've actually never seen. Nightmare on Elm Street. I know I say I'm such a horror buff, but I feel like there's so many movies I still have yet to see. I, mm-hmm. I personally am a fan of um, And They Shall Remain Unnamed out of uh, respect for the filmmakers because I, I don't like to label movies as just like a meh, bad movie and just label it, yeah. throw it in a fire. But because mm-hmm. with film and stuff, like I've had my fair share of dumpster fires and yeah. I've only just started in the grand scheme of things. So and I think film is such a huge learning experience that I don't want to just label something as bad. But um, I, I have a, I have a tradition I do every year. Um, I've started celebrating Halloween three months early every year, and next year I'm just going to jump to year round. But um, I, <laughs> I have a lovely celebration where I do where I purposely scout out really, really indie horror movies that are like really bad or like or like way buried down mm. in like netflix or hulu or something and yeah. um there some of them are like actually really good um mm-hmm. others not so much <laughs> all right <laughs> but yeah really cool <laughs> <laughs> um and for those of you who want to get into horror and maybe don't when I start with Scream, another good place, a good resource would be um a channel on YouTube called Demi. Yes, thank you for bringing this up. <laughs> they talk, um, it's basically a horror movie channel, and they talk all things horror, all things horror movie, and if you want good films to watch that maybe you don't quite know or someone you know isn't quite a horror person i highly recommend checking out demi on youtube and just looking at what their content has and their videos because they know a lot more about it than i do also 
that you really go into depth about certain core reasons. Mm-hmm. They just really have a way of giving you what you need to know about each movie and where to begin or where to continue. Yeah, because, like, especially in the last year, they've gotten a lot more in-depth on the behind-the-scenes side of things. And what I really like about Dead Me is that um, the host, James A. Janice, he's an awesome guy. And um, instead of watching a whole horror movie, like, two hours or however, his videos are only, like, 15 minutes and if there's, like, a movie that I really wanted to see and I don't have time for, like, the other night that I had, I was writing about a certain horror movie and, like, I didn't have enough time to watch the whole thing. So I watched one of his videos and I, like, knew everything about the movie in, like, 10 minutes and I knew everything that happened. And he yeah. he just, you can tell he cares so much. Plus, he's friends with a lot of YouTubers I love, um, Brizzy Voices, for an example. And um, also he was talking about... Um, like he also has a podcast. Um, I I mm-hmm. I think Chelsea are is he married or are they is I think I'm not sure. <laughs> I think um his partner. I don't know if they're married or if they're still dating, but they're an amazing couple. They're so sweet. And um, I was actually watching the other day. Um, if you haven't heard of this movie called Sleepaway Camp, um, I'm not gonna spoil it, but um, oh yeah, the ending shot um is very controversial especially um Mm -hmm. for the trans community and um actually on their podcast episode where they talked about um sleepaway camp they actually brought a trans woman onto the show to get it from a trans perspective and i i i always have loved them but especially after seeing that i have a newfound respect for them and it's just yeah they're they're an amazing channel also also another very unproblematic YouTube channel, which is very hard to come by these days. Yeah. They are YouTubers. My God. I feel like (laughs) YouTube's like a different species at this point. Uh, YouTube, if you're listening, please, please monetize me. From five years ago to now, YouTube culture... Definitely Yes. It's I like I wanna <laughs> say this in the most polite way possible, but um I feel like YouTube has very much become more like it very much started out with like everybody like filming in their bedroom and stuff. But um and it's just like sitting in front of like in their closet with like a camera just being like, Hey guys, this is what's going on in my life and now like mm-hmm. the production level is just insane from the time you post to the analytics to the growth to the social blade and promotion and collabs mm-hmm. and this thumbnails do they pop or not the tags the analytics and ugh, i'm out of breath it's just it's yeah. so different now mm-hmm. it really is and it's really crazy to know that like like you mentioned earlier it's getting the night there's a lot of ways for youtubers and people who are quote unquote regular people to get a start and to produce mm-hmm. high quality high budget production that probably couldn't happen a few years ago yeah and and there's youtube originals now and there's a lot of bang of movies or TV shows that are now on YouTube. Premium and Green. I know there's a parody of Green on YouTube, but only original YouTube content. And it's really crazy to see how much YouTube transformed into a platform to straight up a business. Yeah, because people, like, build, like, straight-up companies on YouTube now. It's yeah. crazy. Straight-up, like, you create a brand on that platform, and you build it from the first video to whatever video you put up the other day. Mm-hmm. And I think, bro, it's literally, like, getting investments and going a company, even literally getting profit of profit of every huge content 
Yeah. Um, video trend, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you got it. Like YouTube, a lot of people like um start YouTube channels just to um just to like for the clout or whatever. And um, I know I could say for myself, I'm in it just because I I really want to make an awesome community of like minded people like myself and just create a family. Yeah. And a lot of people I see yeah. like start YouTube expecting to like get rich and like be the next James Charles or whomever mm-hmm. like in like two weeks. And I've heard a lot of people say, and I've definitely learned this that YouTube is not a sprint; it is a marathon. Because like I. Starting to work on my first You are? Oh my god. Game. Let's do a yeah. video together. Research. Spoiler alert. Within the next three weeks, I'll have my first video. I'm currently editing it, and it's very hard to edit <laughs> and get a thumbnail and everything. Oh my god, don't get me but started. It's going to be an introduction to me, and spoiler alert. My coming out. So, Wait, really? Oh yeah. my god! Um, so that will be up within the next eight months, hopefully. Oh yeah, Christian, that's freaking but, awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm so proud of you. So, thank you. I know how off topic this is, but it's you know, okay. It's a yeah. party. <laughs> so yes, YouTube's a very hard place to begin yeah especially because like most people that are on top right now like i don't think a lot of people realize these people have been doing it for like six to ten years and like a lot of people are like just getting discovered now because a lot of people like um, flew under the radar for the longest time but then mm -hmm. one day just one video did really well and got thrown into the algorithm and then the growth never stopped and um yeah like I, I personally am willing to do YouTube for as long as it exists. I love it so much. Yeah. And with what ex- I'm always, I'm always going to be somewhere in like the film and fandom route. Cause that's my motto film and fandom mm-hmm. forever, baby. But who knows yeah. five years from now, I might not be doing exactly what I'm doing right now, but mm-hmm. I I'm willing to do it for however long. Like I've been, this is like what I'm on my third year and I, I only just hit 300 subscribers, but, or, but again, I don't see them as subscribers. They're, they're my film crew and anybody who wants to join, I'm so incredibly grateful for. And whether, even if I just had one other person one day in the film crew with me, then that's the community I want to have just of awesome, lovely people. Yeah. When you go into this industry, it really can't be for clout because you won't make it. No, and you gotta be tough. Yeah, and you need to be in it for the long and and be in it for the right reasons, please. Yeah, you really. The last thing this world needs is another influencer. I, I hate the word influencer so much. I don't know why, but, like, I get, like, a chill because I'm like, who are you influencing? You're holding up a bottle of Pepsi on Instagram. But <laughs> I personally yeah, prefer it, the title of creator. I think that suits me better. Yeah. You should create because your creation influence, not you. It's what you create yeah, and like. There. This is, and I I agree, and this isn't me shaming on, like, people who, like, have those type of followings, like, however you get your coin, get your coin, and I applaud you, because obviously you're doing something right, Um, or at least, at least Mm -hmm. I hope so, but um, personally, I want to be, when, (laughs) if um, Mm -hmm. the earth doesn't explode in the next five years, but um, whenever, whenever I leave this earth, I want to be remembered as somebody who is just a boss-ass bitch who made some cool-ass stuff. Yeah, and that's why I started this podcast. I wanted to just put myself out there and to see, hey, you never know, you never know where this could take off or where this might lead me to. And exactly, if this if this ends up building myself a big career like on YouTube, so be it. If it's something I do and only my friends listen to it, yeah. so be it. It's something I like to do, and that's really all that matters. 
I completely agree, like 100%, because with my first video, it was my first short film, and uh, (laughs) um, Noah and Annabelle, my two (laughs) lovely actors in that thing, um, thank you for helping me get my starting point, but oh my god, that short film, it's the first video ever on my channel, and like, (laughs) whenever I put that out, I, I didn't even know here, three years later, this would be the point that I'm at, and I'm very proud for what I've been able to create, and also personal growth, so like, Just whether you're inspired by horror movies or film or makeup or anything, just don't feel like you need to like be like the next influencer by just trying to finish that category. Just be your authentic self. As long my my mom always taught me great motto: as long as you are not hurting yourself or anybody else, then you're doing a good job. Yeah. So. Uh, do you want to talk about Screen 5 for a second? Because I actually just pulled it up and, like, I've been following, like, the cast announcements. And, oh, my God, this cast is so good. Okay, so I'm going back on track. Screen 5, yes, the cast. Let's take a moment. All right, so we got Neve Campbell, who is now back as Miss Sydney Prescott. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and she only yeah. said she would come back if she felt like Wes Craven's original vision would be honored. So I, <laughs> I, I guess it is, and I'm very excited. Um, David Arquette is back. Um, Courtney Cox is back. But mm-hmm. the new cast members, mm-hmm. we got Jenna Ortega, um, who um, she's actually like, been in quite a few stuff, I think, but I recently just discovered her um, through the Babysitter sequel, which I love the Babysitter movies. Um, we got... Mm-hmm. The first... Um, shameless out. plug, but I did a commentary on the first one. Um, but uh, we got we got That's Jack that. Quaid um, <laughs> from The Boys, who... Amazing actor. Mm-hmm. And then Dylan Minnette, I believe he's from 13 Reasons Why. I never watched 13 Reasons Why. I only yep. saw the first episode and then I never continued. But, like... That show is a whole podcast episode. I think you can itself. form a podcast a around that opinions. entire thing. But... I have a whole lot of opinions on that did show. You, did we just plan so, your next episode? Probably. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. He's clearly something on that show. He also has a band called The Oh, yeah. I, I actually heard some of their stuff. They're really they good. Make great music. Yeah, I recommend listening to them. We are not sponsored in any way. But, <laughs> but if they are listening, gladly call us. We would be happy if you would. <laughs> yeah, I would like, I would like some calls. <laughs> and then, like, that... <laughs> I think that's the main cast. There's, like, a whole bunch of other people, but, like, this is a good cast. Like, this is a really good cast. That's, yeah. That's all the information I know of. Oh, wait. I totally forgot. Um, I actually saw um, uh, Jack Quaid. He put something out on Twitter yesterday, like, um, oh. or, I don't know if it was yesterday, but it was some point in the last week, but he said, um, like, he put out something that was, like, I know a lot of you have heard that Scream 5 isn't happening unless the script was super damn good. And then he said, well, guess what? It's super damn good. So I'm so excited for this because this will be like the first. I mean, there's the MTV show, but I'm not really counting that anymore. But this will be like the first like Mm. big horror movie that I'm going to see ever since I've gotten into horror. So I'm very excited. Yeah, and it's been quite a few years since the fourth movie. So it's been, it's been time. There has been oh, a lot the, of Oh, the fourth one came out in 2011. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's... I forgot. Wasn't Hate a Pan and Tear in that one? I believe so. And I think, um, what's the name? Emma, uh, from... Emma Roberts? Emma Roberts is the main antagonist. Oh my god, that's awesome. Oh, and also, um, Ghostface, uh, 
well, not straight up Ghostface, but the Ghostface is a playable character in Dead by Daylight, which is an amazing video game that I've gotten into in quarantine. It's free on mobile, too, so highly recommend it. Yeah, it's a, do you want to get a playgroup together? I've been trying to. It's a really good game. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so... Do you know any more details about your movie? Because as of right now, I think a lot of it's hush hush. That's all I've heard. Um, I, I know I know. film yeah. Twitter's like going batshit over it. So, and I'm one of them. Mm. But I, I'm just really excited. Uh, I think it's still slated for next year, but honestly, like, with how much movies get delayed, uh, I'm totally expecting a delay on it. At this point, a lot of movies that are supposed to come out, expect about a year. <sighs> now I'm imagining like, Wonder it, Woman 84. If it's 2021, yeah. <laughs> probably going to expect it to come out in No, it's going to be 2050, and Wonder Woman 84 is just going to be coming out. Honestly, that movie's been going around but I, I it feels like well at first time. like I think it's been delayed like six times and the first time like they delayed it a year for reshoots then I think they delayed it again for whatever reason and now it's all because of COVID. COVID so it's just like ugh and then Black Whale got delayed I think twice yeah, already and- Honestly, like, I'm willing to wait however long, because with COVID, like, in the age of people think wearing a mask is taking away your rights, which it isn't, it's a piece of fabric, I'm, I'm, I'm willing, I'm willing to wait however long for this stuff, and honestly, um, I just hope that the longer that we have to wait, the hype's obviously gonna be more and more, so I just, I, mm-hmm. I want, whether stuff's in production right now or getting edited right now, or if people are just trying to juice stuff out because there's not really a lot of new content, so they're just pushing out content for the sake of content. I just, if we're going to wait a long time for all this stuff, I just want it to be good. Yeah. And, and I don't think so, I actually have anything else to say past that. I think, like, I've covered all of my Scream knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's what I have. Um, thank you. Oh my god, this is so here. much fun. I've, I've like imagined like, oh my god, I wish I could be on a podcast one day. So thank you so much for this. I had so much fun. I, I don't get to talk and just rant about movies a lot unless I'm filming a video. So thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. It has been really fun. Um, next week. I'll be doing a episode on Halloween so stay tuned for that. Everyone have a spooky season. Enjoy your October and I'll see you next Happy week. Happy spooky season. Thank you. See ya. Bye.